1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
2: Just like David Lee Roth. I am crazy from the heat. My goodness. And it's going to get even hotter. And if the Oilers had been fortunate enough to keep playing this far into the playoffs. And had a home game tonight. You'd still need to wear a parka and a toque inside Rogers place. They keep that place chilly, and they would have to keep it really chilly in weather like this, but we don't have to worry about that. There is a game in Vegas tonight, and we have it for you right here on 630 Ched. It starts in an hour. We have the live play-by-play between the Montreal Canadiens and the Golden Knights. The best of seven is tied at two. Tomorrow in this time slot, game six between the Lightning and the Islanders, that one starts at six, and the Lightning will try to win it and advance to the Stanley Cup final. Hope you're doing well. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is a shortened edition of Inside Sports with you from six to seven. We're going to have Chad Rempel check again a little bit later on. He's a great story, still going in the Canadian football league and now he is coming home he is a grad of sal yes of sal in sherwood park long time canadian football league long snapper he was originally drafted by edmonton back in 2004 and now he is signed with the elks so he's going to be playing at home for the first time in a long time going to be cool to catch up with him so i mentioned we got the hockey game coming up tonight basketball a little bit later on It starts in an hour. The West final, Clippers at Suns. Phoenix is up 1-0 in the series. Miami leading the Blue Jays 1-0. That game is in the bottom of the fourth. Euro earlier today. England gets first in Group D with a 1-0 win over the Czech Republic. The Czechs also automatically advance. They finish second in the group, and Croatia knocking off Scotland 3-1. So Scotland finishes last, Croatia in third. We'll have to see how the uh, other third-place teams do to see if they make it through to the round of 16. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can follow me on Twitter, at reid wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s convenient i was able to get my own name as my handle you can email inside sports at 630 ched.com and you can check in on the hotline presented by certainty professional grade building materials that is 780-496-0063 that is also the number if you want to send a text message what are your tips for keeping cool It can be our off-topic topic topic tonight. That's relevant. How are you going to keep cool over the next week? I mean, it might get up to like 34, 35, 36 on the weekend and into early next uh, weekend. Absolutely crazy for this part of the world. I mean, sometimes we touch 30, but we usually don't get it for several days and we usually don't get into the mid-30s. Your tips for keeping cool? And like, do you go outside in this type of weather? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, I will go outside in this type of weather, though it gets to the point where you can't do too much. And the dog, Little Rocket, is... uh, Not overly happy with this. He likes being outside. He likes doing the frog legs on the grass and having his belly on the ground. But even this is a little too much for him. So will you go out? Will you golf? Will you run? or uh, will you stay inside, and what do you do to keep cool? That'll be our off-topic topic you can text in tonight. I am pleased to welcome back to the show, presented by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. it is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Reading yourself? I'm doing very well. It's great to have you on the show. Hot time here at Edmonton. Advert- I, I, uh late this morning i uh, went out for a run and i'm not by any means a prolific runner but i've kept it yeah. as part of my life uh nice. it was hot kelly i'm not gonna lie to you i should have gone a little <laughs> earlier in the day <laughs> well
1: it's uh are here in calgary also it's uh, about 30 and uh, my wife and i just got back from a nice walk so uh, i think my running days are over i i had surgery on my knee jeepers i think Four or five years ago now, and uh, it's starting to act up on me again, which isn't making me very happy, but, you know, walking and biking still works for me, so I don't know if I just tweak my knee or if I have bigger issues again coming up.
2: Well, hopefully not. But uh, I, yeah. I th- this week's hot, so I'll I will be going out earlier yeah. in the morning for sure. <laughs> you're right. <a> good idea. <laughs> hey, man! Oh, uh, man! These series have been fun to watch. We got another game coming up here tonight on six thirty. Chad, you're going to be on the tube with it. Last night's game, I mean, the, they just Tampa just throttled the Islanders eight nothing. I, I'm yeah. wondering your perspective here. When a team just gets crushed like that, when you're on the wrong end of it, does a coach or a captain or a, a veteran type player need to specifically uh, address it, or you know, or, or how did you or your teammates deal with an awful game like that?
1: Uh, usually, you don't address it. Um, you know, if, if there's a pattern, maybe in the regular season, but yes, but if you're in the conference finals and this happens. Uh, you yeah, it's just an anomaly, right? So I don't think you need to say anything about it. You just get undressed, go about your business. In fact, I have a scenario. Uh, maybe it wasn't game five, but it's an important game. So we were up 2-1 on Vancouver in 93, uh, and uh, we lost. And, you know, so we're at home, and we're hoping, man, we can go up 3-1 um, in game four. And really, be in a good position, right? Well, we got smoked at home, seven to two, by Vancouver. I recall nobody saying anything. Gretzky didn't say anything. Barry Melrose didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And but we knew the significance of the loss. And we go to Vancouver the next day. Uh, and I had a couple of friends in Vancouver I knew, so I went and had a beer with them. Then I went for about a two-hour walk, just by myself, and I. I just thought about the the game the next night, the importance, how I had to rebound, uh, just all these things. So, you you know, there's a big, long checklist you go through as a player, at least I did, and just making sure that you're ready for the next night and that you don't carry anything into uh, the next game. And so for us, that happened to be monumental victory. We won uh, 4-3 in double overtime Gary Shuchuk scored so a great game for Gary a memorable night for him memorable night for us because we ended up closing out Vancouver in six and then going to the conference finals for the first time as an organization so it's a long-winded answer but uh, I say that no you don't bring it up everybody has to do their own sort of thing uh, to get ready for the next game but you don't have to rehash an eight-nothing loss. Everybody knows the magnitude of it. Everybody knows how ugly it was. By the way, Reed, I talked about it uh in the first intermission last night. You have to admit, you know, you know, bad breaks can be a part of it too. Like I, I don't take anything away from Tampa. They were spectacular. They won eight nothing, of course they were. But you have to say if, if you look at the three goals that Barlamov gave up. Uh, there's bad luck involved in all three right so and that rarely happens in a big game luck or bad breaks or good breaks whatever you want to call it it happens in sports all the time but not usually to that magnitude and even tomorrow i believe i'm going to talk about it and that if you even look at it further so they have the three bad breaks that go in uh and then new york starts the first third uh, the second period really on a roll right like they they had some good chances they had a crossbar then i think josh bailey hit the post and if 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 i'm not mistaken it hit the near post and then went across and hit the far post so three posts in a matter of a minute something to start the second beard like there there's six bad breaks against you all of a sudden like that almost never happens right
2: well, yeah, that's a good point. And I often say every game is close at some point because they all start tied, right? So right. there's, there's right. always exactly. a chance. Right. right? Yeah. Well, and, and game one last year in, in the series between these two teams, Tampa Bay won 8-2 and the Islanders didn't roll yeah. over and, and go away. So I doubt they're going to, you know, going into game six of this series for sure. Okay, so look, um, sometimes we talk about the refs and I know you touched on it last week that they are human and they make mistakes and I totally agree with you and I also think that if you are working as an official in the NHL you have sacrificed you have risen and you are the elite in your profession having said that I feel like and and I feel like I hear it more from from listeners and fans the last couple of years that there is some confusion about the standards for penalties. And it's not just Oilers fans complaining after Oilers games or Flames fans complaining. Yeah. After I get the more yeah. sense it's a league-wide issue. And I I posted something on Twitter the other night, and I, I admit I was being a bit cheeky, but I also had a point to make, and I wrote, Chris Lee yeah. is working the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which means the NHL considers him one of its best referees. Think about that. That's what I wrote, and yeah. that was after he kind of watched those guys go at each other late in the second period and didn't send anybody off. So I'm just wondering your further thoughts, if you'd like to react to what I wrote or anything like that.
1: Uh, Well, so uh, there's no question. You can't make excuses for it. You can't, uh, you know, sugarcoat it. That was just a bad night by both officials. There's no doubt about it. I, I would just remember sitting in my office watching the game and being confused as to what was going on, what, why are they not calling things uh and then i think in i can't remember i must have been the second yeah second intermission uh man everything blends in i can't even remember what day we're on anymore but you know i the suzuki penalty with the stick in the hands i mean yeah during the regular season or actually in a playoff game that is the standard right stick in hands that's typically always a penalty it it has been for about three four years now but not in that game not with what everything else that they missed or didn't call or decided to try and manage the game in a particular way you know the rule book got away from them and uh it just it was not a pretty game to watch it wasn't great i'm sure once they were undoing their skates the officials probably thought you know what we're gonna have to go uh face the music i'm sure their superiors weren't happy i'm sure that uh, there's a lot of discussion about okay walk us through your thinking what were you thinking in this situation they'll go through the entire game and uh so uh, you know as much as you were kind of having a little fun with your tweet and people respond would you say 17 or 1800 people had comments so uh you know as ugly as that might have felt for them and awkward You know, can you imagine the scrutiny they were under with their superiors and what those discussions would have been like? So uh, that would have been, I think, a moment in their career that uh, they will look back on and really regret. How's that sound?
2: I think that's fair. I think that's a, a very mature way to look at it, Kelly. So you you are the mature one in this conversation. You've proven that yet again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then we'll end on an entirely funny and immature note. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like it. So uh, in this uh, Montreal series, so Corey Perry got his face cut up. Uh, Jeff Petrie's had the bloodshot eyes, uh, you know, vampire eyes or whatever people are calling them. It looks kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, um, right? S- scariest you can remember a teammate ever looking as the result of whatever.
1: <laughs> well, it was, I think I shared this with you a few weeks or a couple months ago. Uh, I did it to a teammate in warm-up. There was Mike Bossy and Brian Trache, and they were on a two-on-oh in me in the pregame warm-up, and I knew what they were going to do. You know, they don't, and this is generalizing it wasn't just mike and, and brian they didn't really care how much they were warming me up they were just about having a little bit of fun right so it's they're coming down on me and then it's all these uh, little passes and then there's going to be one final one right through the crease from bossy to trache and i had enough of it so i stuck my stick out to intentionally disrupt the pass right which was absolutely stupid on my part because only one thing can happen right I'm going to deflect the puck up, and it hit Mike or hit Brian Trottier right in the mouth, and uh, literally almost severed his tongue. And so that the Petrie eyes were gross, and the Perry nose was really ugly, but to 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 see Brian's tongue hanging there, and I forced myself—I told you this, to go into the training room and watch him get stitched up—just to remind myself to never do anything so stupid in my life. So that was beyond gruesome and uh it was not funny to me it was just oh my gosh it's uh i don't know 30 years later or so and i, I still remember it vividly because i i couldn't believe my actions that day just because i was just a tiny bit frustrated
2: wow wow that's intense well thanks for sharing that oh that was intense yeah woo. okay all right well i know you got to get on tv here kelly so thanks for checking in have a good show tonight and we'll do this uh next week on a day to be determined buddy you got it. Thanks, Reed. Take care. That is Kelly Rooney. Joins us every week on Inside Sports, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian. Store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Now, we've had a lot of discussion about... Uh, I, I feel like we've had more discussion about the officiating over the last couple of years than maybe i've heard before certainly as a talk show host and it's not just like i was saying to kelly fans of a certain team complaining that uh, that their team lost so they wanted a couple more power plays that there's like some sort of overall approach or philosophy in the nhl that is not palatable to a lot of people who observe the game so anyway something to think about Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. it's 20 after six it's inside sports on jet Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Got a message here from Tyler. He says, I can't wait to get home and try out our new Central Air that was installed today. I may not leave home for the next week. And then he's got an emoji of a little frozen face guy. I don't know if that's the actual name of the emoji. That's just what popped into my head when I saw it. Well, Tyler, congratulations on getting Central Air installed in your home today. That is uh, that is that is very cool. Uh, I, I go to my basement, which is quite frankly, it's, it's very cold down there. Uh, after a while, here's the thing, like I go to my basement and it's refreshing and then after, well, in the heat like this, you can probably stay down there for a while, but then it gets to the point where it's like, I'm getting chilly. I got to come upstairs. I, uh, I mentioned, I, I went for a run today, left my place at 1115, got back about 1215. And so I did about 10 K and for some reason, like, like I knew I shouldn't have gone that late in the day, like, and, but I was actually doing okay. The first five k. my pace was good. I felt good. And then for some reason, I, I, my route today included Grierson Hill. I don't know if any of you ever out there have ever run Grierson Hill. I'm sure everybody's driven up it at some point. you know, it, you got to push to get up that hill. I mean, I, I try to do it, you know, probably every week or so in the summer and uh, it's about it's, it the halfway point of my run, and uh, it slowed me down. That in the heat. <laughs> but my pace was not strong, shall we say, after doing the hill in the heat. But I made it home. I've been drinking water and Gatorade the entire afternoon, haven't peed once, so I guess I need the hydration. Uh, we'll talk less about my urination and more about football with Chad Rimple when we get back. Chris Cuthbert, who's going to be calling the game on television tonight between the Canadians and the Golden Knights. You can also listen right here on 630 Chet. Our coverage will start after the 7 o'clock news. Cuth starting a bit of a uh, kerfuffle here on Twitter. Well, nothing he did, but just something he's getting a lot of reaction to. He put up a photo from inside the arena in Vegas. Uh, I don't know what the context is. They must show celebrities who are Golden Knights fans. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Vegas Golden Knights helmet. And of course, a lot of people commenting, I thought she would cheer for the Montreal Canadiens. My goodness. Will her heart go on after being pictured? Will the, the hearts of her fans go on for her, perhaps better to say, after she's shown wearing Vegas Golden Knights attire? That's uh, I don't know what to do with that one. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chad Reed Wilkins with you, like I said, until 7. Then we got the hockey game after the news. Baseball going on right now. Still one nothing. The Miami Marlins leading the Toronto Blue Jays. one nothing. the score. It's in the top of the sixth. Basketball coming up a little bit later on tonight as uh, well. Going to be game one of the pardon me, game two, game two of the uh, West final this evening between the Suns and the Clippers. All right, I am pleased to welcome back to the show and also welcome back to Edmonton. Signed by the Edmonton Elks, it is Chad Remple on the show. Chad, you're on with Reed. How have you been, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you? Well, personally, I'm very excited because I, I was saying earlier in the day, of uh, of all the people who I've interviewed over the years who play for an opposing team, you've always been one of my favorites because uh, you're well-spoken, you got an outgoing personality, you, you know a lot, obviously, about the game of football, and you have the local connection, having grown up in Sherwood Park. And now I get to interview you as a member of the Edmonton Elks. So quite frankly, I'm thrilled. Welcome home, man.
0: Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And uh, I was really looking forward to talking to you about it because, like you said, It's been a lot of years uh, we've been doing the show or you've had me on the show with the opposing team. So uh, now we get to, we're on the same side.
2: All right. So tell me about this process of of being a free agent. Uh, You know, you're at the point in your life, you're 40 years old, where a lot of guys who have played football aren't playing football, but you've stayed in great shape and you've kept going and you're coming off a season that didn't actually happen. So what was it like being a free agent in those circumstances?
0: It was pretty tough, I'm not going to lie. I mean, um, I'm on the bargaining committee, so I was part of the negotiations. And when they fell apart kind of at the last hour uh, for t- the 2020 season, you know, that was pretty tough pill to swallow. Um, just dealing with, with the players on a day-to-day basis, you know, there's, there's a lot of jobs out there and, and guys couldn't do what they loved. So, so it was tough. Um, and me personally, you know, I, I contemplated retirement. um but you know when we we got the cba ratified for 2021 i i just felt like i i still have a little bit more left in me i love the game and uh i had to do it especially with the opportunity to come back home and play for the edmonton elks
2: well uh, so who who is like is all the family still around here and and who did you let know first maybe when you'd signed and said hey you're going to be able to go to commonwealth and see me play as a member of the home team finally like can you let me in on some of those conversations
0: yeah well my family's always first with those conversations but um i've got a, a ton of ton of friends and family uh still in alberta and uh you know it's just nice to to get those conversations going and and meet up again, because I mean, with the pandemic, it's been a couple of years since I've seen a lot of some of my best friends.
2: Yeah. All right. So, well, this is great news. So you're coming to the, now, where are you right now? Are you you in Edmonton? Are you in Sherwood Park? What's going on?
0: No, I'm uh, I'm in Saskatoon right now. So I'll be up there uh, to start the dreaded seven day quarantine in a hotel uh, in about
2: a week. Okay, so you got the quarantine, and then it's training camp, uh, what, July 10th, and then we got a game August 7th already. Chad Rempel from the Edmonton Elves joining us on Inside Sports. All right, so I want to go back a little bit here because we haven't talked uh, since 2019, and I don't think we've talked since you actually won the Grey Cup and the, the, that was the last game played in the Canadian Football League. You were on the winning team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, breaking an incredibly long drought going back to 1990. It, tell me about finally getting Winnipeg back up to the top of the podium.
0: Oh, it was an unbelievable experience. Uh, the, the city of Winnipeg, you know, they earned it. They deserved it. They they were by, you know, the Bombers' side all those years. Um as you know they have a, they have a great fan base and and they care about football so it was quite something um a couple of things that to note were when we arrived back um on the plane the whole airport was flooded with fans uh, and you know the parade a couple of days later was you know something unlike i've seen their experience before so it was it was very special
2: yeah well that, that's that's pretty cool uh we're talking about you coming here. What's it like leaving a team in a city that you spent, you know, a good chunk of your I think six years total with Winnipeg. What's it like leaving there?
0: I, you know, it was, it was tough. um, But, you know, I had told them it looks like I'm going to retire and, and they had to make their, their own plans. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I was wafting back and forth a bit and, I I still have the desire to play, and, you know, when you do win that Grey Cup, as much as people say that's a great way to go out, it is, but you also want to experience that feeling again. And, you know, just kind of talking with, with Brock and Jamie, um, recently I, you know, I just thought this was a great fit. Uh, two great specialists to work with, with Hugh O'Neill and Sean White. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it and and I get to see my good buddy Ryan King a lot more often
2: well that's right and his retirement uh obviously uh you know op- opened up a bit of a spot here for you in Edmonton as well so that's pretty cool so tell me about having that you know I mentioned you're at an age where a lot of guys have retired and not everybody but you know 40 is not a common age for an athlete to still be going talking about can you tell me about not just having the desire, but also the conditioning to keep playing pro football at that age? What are the secrets there?
0: I don't know if I have any other, any secrets other than just, you know, putting in the time and work. Um, it, it definitely gets harder as you go. And I've had to learn to find new ways to motivate myself. Uh, in the, in the past couple of years, it's been, Expending more energy on my teammates, some of the younger guys, and just helping, you know, them understand, you know, the game better, especially from a special teams level. Um, Because ultimately, every roster is is packed with great players, but it's the team that can can come together and truly want to play for the guy next to them that usually wins. Right. Well,
2: well said. So did you last year did you keep training and in the offseason did you I mean you, you did use the R word a little bit did you train as you did every other offseason or did you change anything
0: you know last year um, I did things you know just as I, as I would have I pushed it back a little bit
2: um, at my
0: start date uh, when I knew things were you know going to be shut down for a while but uh, as we, like, we thought we had a deal at one point, um, but, you know, it was contingent on the government money. Um, anyway, but I was, I was ready. This year, I took a little bit longer
2: um, to make that decision. Okay. Um, I don't know what to ask you about last year because you've touched on, because there was that, It was going to be, what, like a six-game season? And I know there was some debate with fans, well, is that even worth it? But then Major League Baseball did a shortened season, and it was like, well, it was still worth it to have a World Series. Like, what did that six-game series, the season felt like a, a season to the players who usually play 18?
0: That's a great question, and I guess we'll never know. But, you know, judging by the celebrations of, you know, the World Series and the Stanley Cup with those shortened seasons, the NBA, I mean... They cared just as much winning it, whether it was a shortened season or not. Um, I think there's a different set of challenges that everybody had to go through in 2020 with isolation, being away from family, friends, the social aspect. It was quite unique. So uh, I think it was just as special, maybe for different reasons, though.
2: Okay. Uh Take me back. Uh, I know we've talked uh, a little bit about this in the past before, but since this is the, the the homecoming interview, take me back to Sal Comp when you were playing. What was the high school Chad Remple like as a football player?
0: Um, well, I uh, I was playing for the Sherrod Park North Stars, and I walked into Ferzani's at Sherrod Park Mall, and I met the head coach of the Sal Sabers, and. He had been watching me, and he said, I was a receiver at the time, he said, uh, go buy a football and start throwing it. You're going to be our quarterback next year. And from there, I was just, I was hooked. I was all in. I, at the time, I was a bit more of a basketball player, but um, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, still, I have lifelong friends from, from the Sabres, and uh, it was a lot of fun.
2: Okay, wait a minute. He just told you spur of the moment you're like, going to be the quarterback, even though you hadn't been a quarterback. Yeah, I
0: I, I took a box like a d- Amazon delivery box and nailed it against our fence in the backyard, and just started running around and trying to hit the target over and over. And what's kind of funny about that is, uh, I guess what that'd be like twelve years later when I started long snapping. I sort of did the same thing. I, I had a condo in Toronto, and I went down to the basement where there's the storage lockers, and it was about 15 yards of the hallway, and I put a big X up on the wall and I ordered about 10 footballs and just started chucking darts against uh, uh, trying to hit the
2: X <clears throat> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a hallway of a condo. I'm sure your neighbors love that. <laughs>
0: Well, at least it was in the basement, like where the storage okay. units are, not the actual oh.
2: suite. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. off, Joe's down the hallway's door. All right. So, who, yeah. who ultimately turns you? Because you mentioned uh, quarterback. I think when you first broke into the CFL, you were a wide receiver. Who turns you into a long snapper?
0: Uh, nobody. Um, I was. I was cut for probably the sixth time as a receiver. I had a lot of injuries and, and just could never take advantage of my opportunities. And I, I still believed in myself as a receiver. So I wanted to be more valuable. And so I taught myself kind of how to long snap on the side away from, you know, I didn't really want the CFL circle knowing until I was good enough to let people know. And then, um, And then, yeah, so uh, this is kind of an interesting story. I almost became an Eskimo in 2009 when I first started snapping. I was in Calgary doing bobsleigh. Uh, There's a summer camp, and I called the Eskimos there. The first team I called said, hey, I'm long snapping. I worked out for Noel Thorpe and Danny Kepley, and they said they'd get back to me later that evening. And as I was on my way over to my buddy's house, Toronto had called me and said... All right come come back we need you as a receiver we just had two guys go down but it was close
2: it was close <laughs> okay well that I, I didn't realize that that you just took it on yourself and it so you're just thinking I gotta prolong my even then you were younger but you're thinking I got to prolong my career and this might be a way to do it
0: yeah, exactly I thought that would keep me around long enough so that I could you know, prove myself as a receiver and um, it actually did allow me to play more snaps as a receiver. And then, you know, as time went on though, I, I got really good at it and um, the rest is history.
2: All right. Uh, how are you feeling about that? There won't be preseason games. Do you like having preseason games? Or are you at the point where you're ready training camp? Let's have the games count in the standings.
0: Uh, that's a, that's a tough one because I do, and I, I don't like preseason games because I never like to see a guy get hurt. Um, you, you often see a guy go down for half a season. and uh, so. But I also enjoy those first couple of hits because after those first few hits, you kind of feel like, okay, I'm back into this. Um, you don't really get that kind of banging in camp like you used to 20 years ago anymore. So the, I'm sure the first game will be a lot of guys that still have some of those jitters and it'll take a few shots before they settle in.
2: All right. Well, I'll ask you one more. What are you most looking forward to? I don't know exactly where you're going to live. If you're going to go to the park or get a place in Edmonton, what are you most looking forward to though, about calling the Edmonton area home again?
0: Uh, uh, Most looking, you know, um, I mean, from a football standpoint, just actually getting to put on the green and gold because that was a childhood dream and, and run out of that tunnel um i went to so many games and kids camps were what got me into football you know with damon allen and willie Pless back in the day uh so that's going to be very exciting for me in a big moment and and also just seeing all my family and friends i've still spent the majority of my life in Sherrod park so uh it'll be exciting to kind of that my career is come full circle and they've been supportive and they can be part of the journey
2: that's awesome to hear chad again welcome home thrilled to have you on the elks and uh, i'm sure we'll have you on inside sports a time or two throughout the season really appreciate this and all the best man
0: thanks a lot thanks for having me and uh we'll talk to you soon
2: that is Chad Remple, recently signed as the long snapper for the Edmonton Elks, two-time Great Cup champ, won it in 2012 with Toronto and won it in 2019, the last time a CFL game was played as a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, yeah, he's thrilled. A great story about uh, coming up through the Sherwood Park system and becoming a quarterback and then eventually as a pro transitioning to uh, to be a long snapper. Looks like it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury back in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, Lou Lamarillo of the New York Islanders has won the Jim Gregory Award for the GM of the Year in the National Hockey League. It's 6.49. Back after the break. (laughs) As Homer Simpson once said, excellent guitar riff. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying cool or enjoying the heat, whichever is your preference as we move into this heat wave here. And we have hockey coming up on 630 Chet after the 7 o'clock news. It's game five between the Canadians and the Golden Knights. Mark andre Fleury going to be the goaltender for the Golden Knights. Tomorrow, the game is at 6. And again, broadcast here on Chet Islanders and Lightning Thursday Game at 6 back in Montreal between the Canadians and Golden Knights. And then on Friday, we'll see. We'll either have Game 7 of the Lightning and the Islanders or I'll join you for a full two-hour edition of uh, Inside Sports from 6 to 8. That would be fun if that happens. I was talking about the heat and, uh, and running in the heat earlier. And the, the, the most intense heat I've ever run in would have been almost exactly six years ago. And that was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I was uh, the hotel was in Fort Lauderdale for the NHL draft, which was held in Sunrise, Florida, 2015 draft. You may remember the Oilers took a young man by the name of Connor McDavid first overall, and I went for a couple of runs. I did not go far. I ran along the you know path or whatever a trail, basically along along the beach and along the ocean. And it was hot, like it was mid-30s and it was muggy. It was one of those where you walk out. The hotel is, every square inch of the hotel is completely air-conditioned. So it's quite comfortable inside the building. And then you walk outside and it's just that air gets thick feeling, right? And it, it was the opposite of the winter here because I would go outside and my glasses would fog up. So here in the winter, I, you, you go outside, you walk the dog or whatever, and you come in and your glasses fog up. Well, it was the opposite there because the building is cooler and the outside is it's hot. So you'd go outside, but, like my glasses are steaming up outside. What's going on? So I went for a couple of runs uh, in, in Fort Lauderdale. And I'll always remember there was one day there where the high was 36 and the overnight low was 31. And like I said, it's muggy. It's thick air, and I I went for a couple of runs, and I I, I didn't go far. I, mean, I basically did five k's, so that's nothing. And I got, I got a headache one day, like I just <laughs> I am definitely a northern Alberta guy, and uh, when it when it gets my, like, I even struggle sometimes when I go visit family in southern Ontario. I can find that pretty humid and uh, and pretty hard to deal with. So Florida was another level. So I always remind myself that if I'm out in the heat or running like I did today, that, hey, you've made it through more intense conditions. I'm sure it'll be intense conditions between the Canadians and the Golden Knights. We have the game coming up after the 7 o'clock news. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer this evening. You heard from Kelly Rudy and Chad Remple. Sherwood Park native. Now back member of the Edmonton Elk. is going to be their long snapper. My name's Reed. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Talk to you next time.